Radiate Radio, your international sound wave for podcasts and more. Hello and welcome to the second episode of The Now World, the podcast series where we discuss and explore the societies we live in and those around us. And welcome to the second episode. I'm Ray Han. And I'm Thomas. Today we're going to talk about the global garbage recycling chain and its political economy behind it. So for many years, if you live in the U.S. or European countries, then imagine you bought a box of yogurt. You sort it out and you put in the recycling bin. But the thing is that there、uh, is a highly the chance that your A bottle will be ended up in a factory in China or in Southeast Asian countries, where the recycling industry and business are concentrated in. But tell me, Rayhan, how come they're now putting recycling so much so into、uh, South and Southeast Asia? In an interview from a Chinese、uh, environmentalist with a businessman in the U.S. recycling factory. The U.S. side, they replied that well, it is because the Chinese businessmen they provide a higher price for all the plastics, so that's the most profitable thing to do for the U.S. and、uh, the European countries, and sometimes Japan and South Korea. So it's generally because the interest-driven incentives. You get more money if you sell yourselves or your plastics to China or to Southeast Asian countries than dealing up the plastics in the U.S. or domestically because usually it costs more. Yeah, so it's basically like outsourcing for your own、uh, recycling garbage, because one, the in Western countries they don't want to have to spend that money for facilities for the、uh, the wages and everything that. That is related to that. So they would before that they would send it off to China, but now China, as it's becoming a a more developed country, well, it's pretty much like another world power as as of right now. They're trying to. It's more of like an image thing, but also economics of where they are going to be outsourcing it to poorer countries. So it's kind of like a a continuing chain of outsourcing to poorer and poorer countries because now it's like. They're out because you were talking about. There's this one video about who actually made that video again. What was it called? It's called、uh, Plastic China. So it's a documentary. Yeah.、Uh, oh wait, is this which video did you refer? Did you refer? Yeah, it was the Plastic、uh, China one. Oh, the Plastic China. Okay. Yeah. The plastic outsourcing one, where they went to、uh, like a dump in, in in Malaysia and said, "This everywhere, everywhere in the world, all this garbage is coming here." Yes, and also because, at least in the U.S., there's a really, really low rate of、uh, recyc-、uh, recycling in the end. So it's like people produce more waste than how much it is being recycled. So that's like the main problem. Yeah, and also that、uh, that we don't want to have to、uh, even just the recycling part. We it's generally more expensive in order to do it. Yes. So in the past twenty years, there's a one third solid waste was shipped to China,、uh, and the total waste being produced in the U.S. And it was quite funny that the waste was ranked as the th-、uh, sixth place in the major exporting product from the U.S. to China. So, 
So like compared to agriculture products that's been, that's being exported from uh, from the U.S., then we can really imagine how much of plastic waste are being shifted to other countries. And the thing is that um, before China uh, refused to importing the garbages, usually what happened in the U.S. recycling factory is that they hire uh, workers to sort it out, uh, the cans from uh, newspapers, from cardboard, uh, from plastics, uh, and that's like the end of the sorting. And usually all the plastics are, are being shipped to China. I heard, yeah, but now like they usually, yeah, they, they and they make into these like little pellets, but, uh, but also that I remember like seeing that they would be uh, quite, quite often that the plastics in like, when they were being held in like the in the developing countries like in like in Malaysia or Thailand they would often just be in piles that they would just be sitting there and people would get like cancer from it because sometimes it would burn the piles as well it's a, it's a it's a great way to get, it's a great way to get carcinogenics just a <sighs> Breathe it all in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like in all the Malay- Southeast Asian countries and also China, there was a huge uh, environmental problem. Uh, usually it's because the environmental list standard was not really high and it was not being well regulated. So that's why the uh, like entire village, they can accept plastics uh, waste and then try to uh, use like the own... Un- and all the workers in the recycling factories, they are um, uh, unprotected. Usually there's there's not any personal protective things for them. Yeah, so which reduces the cost because they don't have to pay for uh, like a yeah. protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually it's like a way, you know, to boost the local economy. You know, that's a trade-off if you think about, uh, if you're like a local officer, then you think about, well, to keep the recycling stuff, but is it unhealthy or to uh, replace it by some more healthier and environmental uh, friendlier industry, then usually you can just, you know, keep the first one because it makes money. Money, 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 money. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, it's it's really sad that that's actually like a real trade-off. Like, oh, should we, uh, oh, should we actually prevent people from getting cancer and die? and dying in a, a horrible uh, health problem because of horrible health problems because of the uh, the situation we put them in? Or can we make money? I mean, it, it, I, I think people see that as like, oh, that's a pretty awful trade-off that I don't think we should probably do it. And then you have people who say, you know what? I like a couple bucks. You know, that, that works. Yes, that's true. And also, uh, in the Plastic China, the documentary um, I watched for this episode, I found it quite, quite, uh, quite shocking that you know people are literally live with all the plastics. Like, but in the village, usually the material is not really abundant there. Uh, like as for like you know good quality furnitures or just some plastic uh, gloves but in the village that the doc, uh, the director was filming I was quite shocked that you know uh, there was a woman uh, she sorted out plastic gloves from all the uh, solid waste uh, she washed it a little bit and then reused it oh, cooking uh, for you know to use the plastic gloves when sorting out other solid waste and there are also like you know uh, children, uh, because like in the village. Oh uh, no! 
Those true. children, they play with the used medical waste, and sometimes they play with the、uh, syringe and plastic gloves, and、oh, it's like their、uh, toys in in the village. Oh no! Oh <laughs> and, gosh! And the even more sarcastic one is the dogs in the village. They eat the snacks uh, and tin, uh,、oh, and like、no. some tin food and canned food that is being you know solid waste. Yeah, like what's、food. left the leftovers. Just like you know, the、oh, entire、man. villages is is fed on the waste from from a foreign country. And、uh, if you pick up like the waste, and then you see, wow,、well, one is from Australia, the other one probably from Japan, from the U.S., from、uh, Britain, from Germany. It, it, But, it's like the it's it's a melting pot of of literal melting plastic. Yes, that's true. Oh gosh, that's terrible. I mean, imagine just like, oh, hey, hey mom, I'm gonna go play with my syringe now. Oh, oh, Timmy, you have to, you have to do your homework before you play with your syringes. Come on, that sounds just like what like people who are goths, not like small、uh, Malaysian children. The the good thing is in 2017, China have already refused to、uh, accept the foreign garbages, so. Well, that's good for China, but but yes, but less so for other countries. A lot of a, a massive amount of、uh, plastic waste are being shifted to Southeast Asian countries because there there have less regulated on、uh, the garbage hoarding,、uh, and also、uh, like the regulations on the daily workers in the recycling factory was also not really、uh, regulated. So that's why you know if like one country gets a better condition, and then all this like under mark like green market or black market thing will be transferred to a less regulated area.、Mm. Yeah, it's basically you go. This go. This goes back to what we were saying about how they're like. It's basically like the outsourcing chain. Yes. Going from the west to the to China and down to Southeast Asia. And there's more actually happened、uh, when this、uh, global recycling chains has、uh, shifted through Southeast Asian countries because there are many businessmen they are being successful and being profitable uh, on those、uh, recycling business. So if China don't like the government don't allow them to do it anymore, then they they go they somewhere, else. somewhere else. Yeah, they go somewhere else. So that's why they、uh, many of the Chinese recyclers they went. To Southeast Asian countries、uh, and and trying to make money from it, and indeed some many of them make many money.、Um, money. Yeah, and also the thing is all the recycled stuffs. So like the, in the end, you turn like the plastic waste into some plastic pallets, and that can be used in、uh, other factories. Uh, like in the manufacturing sectors, and because China has really a large amount of manufacturing factories、uh, in the south part,、uh, so if those recyclers, the、uh, the Chinese recyclers, they move their business to Southeast Asia countries, that means they have lower cost for the human capitals. Yeah,、uh, they have a lower cost. Less strict labor for, laws and、yeah. lower wages. 
yeah, because of lower wages and also because uh, lower cost for uh, renting and land resources. So everything gets cheaper if they move it there. And they can, you know, re for Chinese manufacturing factories, they can uh, export those um, plastic plates from Southeast Asian countries. Mm. And, and this also goes in, in tying this back. And one of the things I just I remember, like when I was like watching this as well, is that this also kind of like feeds into like kind of like weird uh, idea about like, oh, recycling is going to like just just recycle and you'll save the planet and everything. If that, yeah. that they uh, that Westerners always like tell themselves um, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, if I just if I just like put the bottles in this uh, container and then put the uh, carbon in this container. So I'm helping I'm doing my part to save the planet. Uh, but unbeknownst to them, it's all just going to end up in like a pretty much a landfill in like Malaysia or Thailand. And it's kind of like feeds into like this weird idea of that just recycle on a personal individual level and you'll just save and you'll save the planet. And it kind of like, and it it works because like people in the West really don't have to think about it beyond that after they just put it down, put it in a cart, after they just put it in the uh, recycling bin it's done for them. They've done their part, but then it just goes down uh, the long chain that we've been talking about, and usually it just ends up in a landfill. But don't you think it's like the weight of effort if all the uh, diligent Western citizens trying to sort off their waste, but it just it's kind of you know they are doing it in vain. If yeah, it's doing uh, in vain. Yeah, 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 it's, uh, yeah that's it. So. Do you think how, you know, for people living in developed countries to contribute personally uh, on those issues? Because because yeah. there's like uh, some structured thing, it's hard to be changed. Yeah, no, I mean, it is a very much a structural issue. Basically, you're having to deal with like, I mean, in the West, I mean, in, in Southeast Asia, I'm, the, the issue is, is that they're less rich, they're poorer than uh, the Western countries. And they often have to rely on these these industries, like whether it be using coal. This ties into other things as well, with like using coal or using less safe environmental practices as well. And then, then if you say, but then you can't really necessarily like tell them like from a Western country and say like, oh, you're not doing your part. Uh, you have to use these more expensive things that we only have access to because we're richer than you. Because most of the time it's because of colonialism that we got rich off. We got rich. I think that what necessarily needs to happen is that is that in these countries that they only do these things because it's often cheaper and they can make more money out of it than the more expensive forms of uh, environmental practices, whether it be using solar solar technology or or um hydroelectricity right and i i just think that it's developed countries have to work with like more with developing countries um in order to actually develop build up these facilities whether it be like recycling or using not renewable energy in the in that cases but i think it's a uh, it obviously has to be like an an international effort. It can't just be, oh, we're doing our part. How about you? Yes, I see. Yeah, but what's your take on it? 
I think based on what you said, is collaborating with developing countries is already realized in real world. So there are a bunch of uh, Chinese recyclers, businessmen, uh, and also uh, some Southeast Asian uh, recyclers. They uh, they. They go to the U.S., the U.、Uh, Europe, and the, like Australia、uh, to go to those、uh, developed countries and to set up factories there, because recycling is more like a business chain than like an environmentalist chain. So everyone needs to make a living from it and to、yeah. get some profit from it, and that's like the one of the profitable thing and easiest thing to do. You collaborate and then. You can transfer like the techno, not really the technology, but the way you manage everything,、uh, to the developed countries. Usually, in the developed countries, there are pretty strict regulations on、uh, pollutions. So and labor laws a, and like、yeah. wage. So in the end, I think you know there will be less、uh, exploitation on environment and also on human labors、uh, if we shift. Uh, the uh, recycling industries to the developed countries. Yeah, I I agree because I think like, but the only problem, the only thing is that I think developed countries necessarily don't want to do that because it's going to be a,、uh, it's going to be more expensive.、Um, they because it's like, well, we don't we don't want necessarily want to have to deal with this, so why not just ship it overseas? We don't because there we don't have to pay our work, we don't have to pay the workers.、Uh, High wages. We don't have to adhere to、uh, strict. Yeah, like you were saying.、Um, I agree with that. I just I'm not entirely sure that the bit that the businesses will necessarily want to jump to that、um, extent of of saying that oh now we're going that in developed countries we're actually going to start making this business more of a thing over here. Instead, they're going to go with the prop where the profit is, and that's going to be. Paying workers less wages in like Malaysia.、Um, this is and also like there's another question that needs to be raised is that what's going to happen to the garbage、um, as these like South and Southeast Asian countries develop? I mean, this kind of relate and this is like a plug-in for like for my essay that I had to write for my exam. <laughs> <Okay> . No, I, I legit like talked about because I talked about how like India. Uh, would be need to, needing to address、uh, climate change, them becoming a, a them becoming like a more、uh, a bigger polluter、uh, with them more as they develop more and they gain a more urbanized population and they start having to increase their energy、um, output and they naturally are going with the cheapest forms of fuel, which is coal, which is also the most toxic. It, it releases the highest amount of emissions. Of all like the、um, the fossil fuels, even the most cleanliest、uh, form of coal is the, is releases more CO two than、uh, oil. That is the、okay. most it's it's the dirtiest form of natural gas. Even the even the cleanliest form of coal is still the dirtiest、um, out of all the natural gas out of all、um, out of all the、uh, fossil fuels. So it, so this relates like recycling and waste is that. Is that as these countries, as like these、uh, developing countries become more developed, they're going to produce more waste? And that question is, is like the same question that the West is our, the West and China are having to deal with. Is that well, we're going to there are garbage now is because these guys are also starting to、mm. uh, not accept our garbage, and soon enough they're going to be 
creating even more garbage because of their growing population and their growing um their de- and their developing lifestyles as well. So that's the question: is that where is all our garbage going to go? Because eventually, there's we're going to run out of countries to uh, throw our garb to uh, throw our garbage into. I I totally see your point. So it's just like you know, uh, where's the end of the story? If yeah, uh, those it's like countries- a race. To, it's like the race to the bottom. But there's going to be a bottom, and we're we're seemingly to uh, we're we're getting there at an accelerating rate. I think probably the first uh, thing came up to my mind is well we have uh, reuse, reduce, uh, and recycling. So recycling is the end or the least uh, environmental friendly option because when you recycle something, there's always like a pollution or some byproducts or some uh, CO two being released. But the thing is, if we reduce and reuse, then the the byproduct when you deal with the uh plastics will become less. But yeah, that's also like a good problem. <laughs> like where all the garbages go. I know uh for many African countries, they have been the receptors of the Japanese uh, uh Japanese used cars for many years. What yeah. about the, oh the, that they receive like Japanese like uh der- like the Japanese go there to like throw away their cards. Yes. So, oh okay. Yeah. 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 No, I mean that's the, that's the thing is that yeah no the, there's this uh, one it's this kind of reminds me of this like um do you know the onion? Uh what is that? Oh, uh, so it's okay. this um it's a satire um newspaper. Well, it used to be a satire website, but also it posts like videos on YouTube of their um, sketches and it's very hyper and it's very like uh and it's very it's supposed to be satire. It's not supposed to be serious. There's a but often uh many a truth said in jest, so that you can joke and say the truth as well. And they talk about in back like this was like back in 2000 I think 2010 when they came out with this video. They mm-hmm. ma- they made this like joke uh, news report on where this guy and where like employees like. Let's say you're working at an office space and they were, let's say you're working at an office space and then you hire somebody in a poor country and you pay them less, significantly less, like, I don't know, the equivalent of like uh, two euros to do your job. So basically you had these individuals outsourcing, you had, you had these individuals outsourcing their their work their works at like middle management comp white collar companies where you don't really do much and you outsource it to like somebody somebody in India for like uh money that you could have that you would have spent on coffee <laughs> and then mm-hmm. eventually these guys would be outsourcing and these guys would be outsourcing um their work to even poorer people like there's this one case of like one of these guys who got outsourced. Um, whose work was being outsourced, and he's outsourcing his work. He says, "Oh, I, I have my, I, I do my work. I, I send my work to a starving man in, in Malaysia." It's like, and then eventually they said, "By the, uh, by 2030, all, all the work will be done by the poorest man in the world, uh, which is some guy in Afghanistan." <laughs> and that's the whole thing. It's like, it's like, where is it all gonna go? It's eventually all gonna go some. It all has to go somewhere, and that's the question. Is it going to be 
uh, it's just some one guy in, in Afghanistan that's going to be doing the, all the all the world's work, or is it like we're going to throw all of our garbage into a into a single pit in like the Congo? I mean, that's the question. Actually, we don't know how it will going to be end. It's just like there's always the hierarchy of the unequal distribution of wealth across the globe yeah. uh, can produce this. But the thing is, how can we improve? And up until this point, I think it's just hard because... Because, because people the, just don't care. Yeah, and, and also... Make money. The, yeah, and the structure is already there. And uh, <laughs> then, uh, yeah, it's just hard to imagine, actually. I mean that's yeah that is the question, but I think what 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 are we gonna do is that well I just think like we were talking about earlier is that what developing countries have to like take accountability for their own crap is <laughs> basically like yeah you deal with your own stuff um you clean up your own house, but yeah I I think that there needs to be an international effort to um basically limit the amount of of stuff that we uh produce as waste like for example. Getting rid of one of, of like you know like those very thin like plastic bags that you get occasionally like when you're picking up like fruit at a grocery store. Yeah. Yeah, like those one you know, those like those uh, single use bags. Like like yeah, like ban those. Um and starting so you and boom that's a lot of waste that you're gonna reduce. Yeah, and like I think even Rwanda they um didn't they like what ban what did they do in Rwanda back in 2017 um. They had eliminating plastic bags and they had a plastic, they had, they, they, that it's illegal to import, produce, and sell plastic bags. And you can go to prison for that in Rwanda. Oh, I didn't know that. The, should we like reach a conclusion in the end? So our conclusion is kind of like just clean up your waste in your own home and don't ship it to uh, the other part of the world. Don't send your garbage overseas. Just uh, deal with it in your own country. As I mentioned to you, there's a book uh, called uh, Junkyard Planet. Uh, it's written by someone called uh, Adam Minter. And, uh, it's just a wrote, plug. <laughs> and in this book, he said, he said something quite different uh, from the conclusion that we reached in the end. So he really think that uh, it's the most logical and greenest way to to ship your waste to other countries. Oh uh, no! <laughs> uh, for the developing countries and for some people, you know, they want to get rich. They want to they want to get rid of the poverty. Then you know, they need something to they need some initial capital. You know, uh, to start like a small business, but... Starting a small business to give everyone in your village cancer. I like that idea. <laughs> I, yeah, I was quite shocked when I read uh, his opinion. Yeah. Send your, don't, don't, be green and send your garbage to Malaysia. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, dear listener, if you are listening to this and you want to uh, send your garbage and your recycling, well, mate, your recycling, we're talking about recycling, uh, in an ethical way, so people in developing countries don't get uh, hurt or sick from it, send it to me. I, I will take your garbage. I will be your garbage man. Uh, that is the conclusion. Um, send your garbage to me. And this has been The Now World. <laughs>
please expect the third episode from the Now World on Women Issues. All right. Thank you for tuning in and have a great day. This has yeah. been the Now World. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye.